Jets are gonna have their way tonight. The Puerto Ricans grumbled, fair fight, but when they start a rumble, we'll rumble them right. We're gonna hand them a surprise tonight. We're gonna cut them down to size tonight. We said, okay, no rumpus, no tricks, but just in case they jump us, we're ready to mix tonight. Angel Radio. Kip Williams with you. The first song of the episode always sets the tone for the episode, and that one very rightfully set the tone. If you think about it, especially if you've only started listening here in the last year or so, I mean, yes, it, my, my love of rock and roll, my love of grit, my love of... Uh, and you hear bands constantly from me, always. Lucero, the drive-by truckers, Jason Isbell, Chris Stapleton. But uh, I have a much broader taste than that. Much broader taste than that. And so, of course, we started with Tonight from West Side Story. 
And there's a reason for that. The interview this week, the first hour of the show, is with a very dear friend of mine, Carrie Kate Abel, who wrote, directed, produced an original piece of work that is debuted last weekend here in Buffalo and is playing for the next weekends. And I think it's a very important piece of work, a very important piece of stage work that she did. And it also lets me talk about where I come from. What you heard was tonight from West Side Story. Now, it's well known, like I said, my love of rock and roll, and I'm a pretty gritty person, all black wearing. I really am that badass. <laughs> but I listen to a lot more than just rock and roll, and it all started way back in the day. The house I grew up in, which was a house that loved music. I've talked about it before, way back in the decades on the show. Um, my mom was, was classically trained on woodwinds. Um, if you've listened at all in the last year to my meetings with the Comstock Breakfast Club of 1975, we have a common thread. Not only are we friends that go back 50 years, we all were on stage together. We, uh, we were all in drama club together. We did musicals together. Uh, most of them sang in varsity choir. I had to drop out of choir when my voice changed to this at puberty. Um, it, there was no real room in, in choirs for, for grit like this and gravel like this. But, uh, but we all had that common uh, theme. I went on to do my summers with the Kalamazoo Civic Youth Theater. Um, they all did some stage work. You've all heard um, Nicole on the show and, and uh, her love of musical theater. But I grew up listening to and watching things like West Side Story, um, Music Man, Oklahoma, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, and, and that love of Broadway musicals stuck with me. Um, so you're going to hear, along with that interview with, with Carrie Kate in the first hour here, you're going to hear music from a chorus line. Uh, I particularly love Questlove and the Roots doing a mixtape of the score from Hamilton. You'll hear some songs from that, uh, songs from Hadestown and and Miss Saigon in 42nd Street, which uh, Carrie Quate requested, and then Rent, of course, one of my favorites of all time. And then we're going to switch gears completely to talk about the Rolling Stones' new album, which was released this week. And it is, sincerely, I talked about the house I grew up in and the music I grew up with. When you, you're my age and you grew up, there were four bands. There were really four bands. The Stones, The Beatles, The Who, Led Zeppelin. And I was a Stones boy all the way through. I liked The Beatles. I liked The Who. I liked Led Zeppelin up until I figured out as I started exploring more musically that they'd stolen absolutely everything and put their own name on it um, from the blues. And, and, but I, and I also have talked on this show about growing up with an uncle who promoted bluegrass shows. So I also grew up with, you know, Del McCrory and, and uh, Merle Watson, that, that kind of thing. And, and back in the 70s, of course, 1972, one of the Outlaws came out with Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, uh, Chris Christopherson, Willie Nelson. My love of country is well known. But uh, what I don't talk about often is my love of musical theater. And then as we debut The Stones, um, as I got older and I explored the blues and I explored R&B, 
some amazing things happen. So in the second half of the show, as we as we debut three tracks from the Rolling Stones album, we're also going to talk about the blues. We're going to talk about uh, gospel. We're going to talk about R&B, um, jazz, music that I love. You can. It's a riot with this new Spotify daylist uh, because it you know picks picks out a theme for music for morning, afternoon, and evening. And, and probably the best description of me came up the other night when it labeled it as rebellious circus evening music. If anything defines Kip Williams, it's rebellious circus. But we'll talk about that second half of the show when we get there, about uh, the Stones and the Blues and, and a lot of the things that, that I'm going to play there. In this first half of the show, you're going to hear a lot of Broadway musicals. You're going to hear uh, the interview with Carrie Kate, which I think is important as she talks about the work that she wrote and produced and direct and, and debuted here in Buffalo, Hoarding Hope, because it addresses a very pertinent topic and a topic very near and dear to me. And you'll have to listen to the interview to get to that. And like I say, up till then, you're going to hear uh, music from a chorus line, the Hamilton mixtape. Uh, and then after that, three songs she picked and music from Rent. I'll jump off into it and talk to you after we get through that. One singular sensation, every little step she takes. One Every move that she makes One smile and suddenly nobody else will do You know you'll never be lonely with you No one Moment in her presence And you can't forget the rest for the girl is second best to non-son Ooh, give her your attention Do I really have to mention She's the one One singular sensation Every little step she takes Every move that she makes One smile and suddenly nobody else will do You know you'll never be lonely with you No Moment in her presence And you can't forget the rest Head to the head. 
Stick at the hip and follow through. Up, down. Feel the braids. Elbow right, down point. Crush three, four. Suddenly nobody. Step, flick. Step up, step, and step. Lunge. Lunge. Kick. Pull up. Back, back. Lift, jump, straight, front, step, six, seven, eight. Change to the right. Pull up. Time froze. The black men in the morgue were John Doe's lynched for whistling the blind doze. 
I said a prayer with my eyes closed As I loaded the Roscoe's at the sink, yo I've been a bullet on the brink But being a young king Probably different than you think, though The quills that I dip into the ink Go to document it You'll remember me when I'm extinct, yo Sing the carol of the young pharaoh Who slew Leviathan with one arrow As I revolve through the gun barrel Just to watch it unravel I tell him have heart, I must travel Keep my legacy alive Even if I don't survive till a curtain call First of all, realize what we working towards Fuck around, find what we searching for The earth, my name written in curse of all Can't let it go, not cold, unforgettable The pedestal I'm on, I'ma end up on a federal reserve No, your money with a hip-hop quote I might change legislation with some shit that I wrote For boats that we came on, to lights with our name on Through hard times, we spark minds to keep the flame on I write hard rhymes like I'm running out of time Truthfully, my stopwatch is one with the divine Centuries from now, they have played my freestyle And say this is the brilliance of a black American child Endowed by the streets of the shy proud Known to move in silence, but could be loud The noise of big girls and boys Building to destroy the perception of urban aggression My life is up aggression, of course For the oppressors of chorus My story is the glory of the Lord
and I wrote my way out. I really wrote my way up out of 6E. Developed relationships with fiends, I know they miss me. Before the Metro cars, it was tokens, I did the 10 speed. Never had wrote a rhyme in my life. What was a 16? At 16, arrested in housing, trip to the mountains, came right back. Trapping off couches, watching for mouses. Only tools we was posed with. Had a spot smoke lit. The haters just confusion. Pay attention how them jokes switch. Theodora was my favorite. The Mark Buchanan's mama couldn't afford them. I learned everything on the border. That's a big eight. Kick cold parties with private dancers with no mixtape. Bumblebee tuna, now we can get steak. I persevered. Composition, I kept it close. Competition near. I'm a Spartan without the spear. 300 rounds. It was written before I wrote it. Opportunity knocking. Might miss it. That window closing. This poetry in motion. I'm a poet. When the world turned its back on me, I was up against the wall. I had no foundation, no friends or no family to catch my fall. Running on it, dead, it was nothing left in me. But that, I picked up a pen and I wrote my way. Speed dubbing these rhymes in my dual cassette deck Running out of time like I'm Jonathan Lawson's rent check My mind is where the wild things are, Maurice Sendak And withdrawal, I want it all, please give me that pen back Y'all, I caught my first beating from the other kids when I was caught reading Oh, you think you smart, but start bleeding The pops tried in vain to get me to fight back Sister tapped my brain, said, psh, you'll get him right back Oversensitive, defenseless, I made sense of it by penciling The lengths to which I'd go to learn my strengths and knock them senseless These sentences are endless, so what if they leave me friendless? Damn, you got no chance Fucking right, I'm relentless I know Abuela's never really gonna win the lottery So it's up to me to draw blood with this pen hidden artery This Puerto Rican's brains are leaking through the speakers And if he can be the shining beacon The side of the GW You're being shining light when it's gray out I wrote my way out Oh, I was born in the eye of the storm No loving arms to keep me warm This hurricane in my brain is the burden I bear can do without I'm here Cause I wrote my way out Picked up the pen like Hamilton I wrote my way out of the pack Picked up the pen like Hamilton Really, I saw like a, a hole in the rap game. So if I wanted to put my little two cents in the game, then it would be from a different perspective. I thought that I would represent for my neighborhood and tell their story, be their voice in a way that nobody has done it. Tell the real story. I was given my first command I led my men into a massacre Witnessed their deaths firsthand Oh, I made every mistake I felt the shame rise in me And even now I lie awake Knowing history, history, history Have his eyes on me History, history, history Oh, history, history, history. 
When I was young and dreamed of glory No, nobody had control Who lives, who dies, who tells your story I know that we can win I know that greatness lies in you But remember from here on in History, history, history has his eyes on you. History, history, history. Oh, history has his eyes on you. History. at the start of the show, folks. We, we've got an interview this afternoon with Carrie Kate Abel. Fair warning to the listeners, okay? This is not objective. I know Carrie Kate and I love her. <laughs> There's nothing objective about this interview at all. Um, and 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 y'all are used to it, you know, listening to the show where I interview different artists or authors or, you know, it, it, and I have over time, let's see, this year alone was an author with their first book, um, another musician, a set of people, and now there's a reason that I'm interviewing Carrie Kate today besides the fact that I love her and she's a dear friend because something really momentous has occurred. Now, what I'm going to tell you, Carrie Kate, mm. and you've met Nicole, yes. met her last summer, with her background in musical theater. And I was just talking to you before we went into the interview segment here about the people I went to high school with 50 years ago that are part of this broadcast once a month. Uh -huh. We were all on stage together, too. Oh, that's Literally, that, yeah, that whole bunch of us it, were all in, in musicals, drama club. You know, they were all in varsity choir. I was in choir till my voice became this. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I was, uh, let's see, we were all in it. You're a good man, Charlie Brown, together. I was Linus. Um, I love it. Oh, oh yeah. that's fantastic. Right. And then, uh, let's see. I, oh, yeah, we did Antigone. Think about a high school doing Antigone. And, wow. And, and I pulled off Creon. And and my friend, yeah, my friend Paula pulled off you know, his his daughter. Um, yeah, we, we, we pulled some things off when we, we had good, good for this little tiny high school outside Kalamazoo, Michigan. We, we pulled some things off, and then we all wound up in, like, the Kalamazoo Civic Youth Theater, that kind of thing. So so they'll That's be listening to this, too. You know, Nicole and that whole bunch. So I'm, I'm going to talk. Let's, let's talk first about, before we even get to this incredible thing you've just done, 
I want you to introduce yourself to the listeners here, to the podcast. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Kip. I'm thrilled to be speaking with you and to your audience. My name is Carrie Kate Abel. Um, I have lived in Buffalo, New York, about 75% of my life. I have been performing, goodness, since I was about eight years old in uh, theater, dance, and music. And in the last, I'd say, 10, 15 years, I've been focusing mostly on cabaret and piano bar performance. Um, The reason why we're talking today is because I wrote a show. And um, it is being presented at the Paul Robeson Theater on Fridays and Saturdays at 7.30 and Sundays at 4, and it's called Hoarding Hope. You want me to go further? Well, let's... (laughs) What you wrote this about... Yes. ...is is something near and dear to my heart, and, and we'll go into that. But I want you to tell people what the show is about, Carrie Kate. Sure, of course. So back in 2014, I was um, completing a bachelor's degree in creative writing and literature. And my thesis project was this show that is being presented right now. It's called Hoarding Hope. It began initially as a one-woman show, but now it's a three-hander. And um, the information presented is based on hundreds of hours of interviewing, um, investigation, and research Uh, with people who provided care for early AIDS patients in New York City and Buffalo from 1980 until about 1996. Um, It pays homage to the caretakers who worked endlessly, thanklessly to provide comfort, care, and uh, dignified death to all the victims of early AIDS. There's a couple of reasons this show is very near and dear to, to me. One of the reasons you might not have known, mm-hmm. if you remember Allison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Allison worked with Fauci in New York City in the 80s. That's oh, where that's she marvelous. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, bravo. Allison of course the, she did. Of yeah. course she did. Right, and, 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 and the way Carrie Kate and I know one another is Carrie Kate, uh, and, and I've talked before about what I did during the pandemic, mm-hmm. and Carrie Kate was on that team. I she was, was very the, happily. Right. She was one of the people that, that I was privileged to manage and, and, and you know, and putting that team together and, and managing it all the way through. And she worked tirelessly for two and a half years, worked in, in ways that, unless you lived it with us, folks, you'll never understand. You know, it, um, it was still one of the best jobs I've ever had. And yeah, it yeah, absolutely well, yeah, man, was. Right. Managing, managing that, that team. Managing the Western region was the best thing I've ever done with my life, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and if, best thing I've ever done with myself. And that's how I know Carrie Kate, not just from stage here in Buffalo, but but because we worked together uh, through that. And Allison was our New York State Department of Health lead; she was our liaison, and and so that's that's where. But you might not have known that, and and so um, I'm giving you that little fact. That's and, fantastic. Right, and the other part of it is, is I have, I have a friend, someone from my past, whose uh, whose father was one of the first victims of AIDS. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, okay. Uh, so, so that's something you know that that affected them their entire life too. Sure. And and so it's something that that's near and dear to me, and 
So you put this together based on, this isn't a work of fiction. No, this is all based on, well, of course, Faye, Faye is a fictitious character, but Faye is the nurse who, who is the, uh, the lead in the show. And um, Faye is a compilation of characters and quirks and um, personality traits of several nurses that I um, had the privilege to interview and speak with to make this work. And then um, later on, it's in its, is it in its third or fourth edition? I can't keep up. Um, I want to say it's in its fourth edition now. This edition, I'm actually more proud of than the initial one because the way that I like to work in theater is full collaboration. Everybody gets to say, the performers, the musicians, choreographers, backstage, whoever is involved, everyone should have a say and feel like they are fully part of the creative process. So when we first started rehearsing this work, um, our initial read-through was back in September, and afterwards we sat there for two hours just talking about what we want to say, what theater is now, what we would like to see it become, and how we could all use our best gifts here to make this into something even more meaningful than it already was. So I, I have the greatest, greatest team of performers, and I have Vernice Turner at the Paul Robeson Theater. She just recently took it over. What a wonderful season she's putting together there. So um, the thing is, is that we're trying, I feel, in, in the Buffalo Theater community, we need to hear the stories from people who normally don't get to tell them. And I really feel like this is one of them. So that's why this is so important to me. And right you now. know my passion in life and what I do with my yes. spare time from, you know, October through February. You know, yes. and, and, and my passion for making sure that marginalized people, that their voice is heard. Absolutely. You know, it's like, you know what I do with my time. Right. You know? And and so uh, I'm so proud of you for doing this. And I'm so proud to know you and, oh. and to bring this to the stage. You know, I really am. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'm proud of you, too. I'm thrilled to know you. <laughs> I have a feeling sometimes that the Fast and Furious movies are a fictionalized version of my life. Yep, keeps putting, <laughs> keeps putting another crew together. <laughs> so, we're still gonna, building a plane while we're flying it, that's baby. Right. That's the way it goes. And finding a, finding a way to win every time. So, that's right. Uh, no, no, I'm really proud of you. So, so let's go over this again. Okay. Um, so it's Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays? Yes, Fridays and Saturdays at 7.30, Sundays at 4. Um, it's at the Paul Robeson Theater, which is housed by the African American Cultural Center. It is located at 350 Maston Avenue. And you can call, I have to look up the number because I still don't have it memorized. Remember when we used to have numbers memorized instead of all plugged in our phones? I know. Well, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I try and tell a younger generation, believe it or not, there was a point in time when they brought a book to your house with everyone's address and phone number. I know. And just gave I it know. to you for free. You, you for had, free. You, you knew where everybody lived. That information <laughs> was just out there. Yeah. 
That just businesses. You knew where everybody lived. Yeah. Everyone. Everyone. And then if you found someone who was actually unlisted, you'd get mad. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's kind of like, what do you mean that I get their number's not available? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So the phone number for the Paul Robeson Theater is 716-884-2013. Tickets run anywhere between $10 for students, $20 for seniors, and 25 for general admission. Wonderful. And yes. that's that's running through what date? That is running through November 5th. So you have this and next weekend to catch it. Okay. All right. So so that that works, you know. That that yeah. really works. I, I think that and I, I again I'm so proud of you for, for putting together a piece of work that needs to be heard. Thank you. you know, Thank you. It's it's I'm it's my humble honor to do this because yeah. My life, too, has been affected by so many people mm -hmm. um, who have lost their lives to AIDS or are currently still living with HIV. Yeah. So I think it's important that we remember these folks who showed up first and foremost and just worked tirelessly to, to assist everyone that was affected by this disease. I, I think it's important, too. Yes. I really think it's important. You, you, you and I and about 3,000 other people here in western New York have an inside view of what a spreading virus can do to a population. And, again, it's one of those things where unless you lived it with us, you know, you'll, you'll never understand our particular brand of PTSD. That or, is absolute truth. Or absolute the, truth. Or, 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 the work, or the work that we did or, or why, you know, if you tried to communicate with us during that two-and-a-half-year period, we just were like, I can't talk to you. I, mean, I love you. You're my friend, but I can't talk to you right now because you don't get that's, it. And, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And and so, and in this case, we're talking about a virus that wasn't addressed. You know, that, no. that is specifically because of stigma against a population that it never should have happened that way. And, exactly. And, and, and so I'm, I'm really, really happy that you're one of the people who is who is bringing that voice forward for the gay community for the queer community you know to say here's what happened to us right and and so that i think that's that's really important you know, I, I do I really too do. i think we need a reminder you know mm -hmm. we do we do now on top of writing <laughs> producing directing and and you're in the cast of hoarding hope as well right no, actually, I'm not. I directed. Um, I am the playwright and the director of Forty Hope. Okay. I am appearing on stage, but in a completely different. I know, and that's I what I was. That's possibly. what I was getting oh, to. Oh, is that what you were getting to? Yes. I was getting. I was getting to that because you're, <laughs> you're in a seasonally appropriate production on stage. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and of course that would be. The Rocky Horror Picture Show at the Kavanaugh, which opens this Friday. October twenty eighth. Okay. Um, I get I, I I love I love what I do, but I love it even more when I'm on and off stage, kind of like I was in Shakespeare this past summer. Yeah. So I get to play Eddie. So I come on and I do my thing, and then I'm done. And but well, yeah, because Eddie Eddie's not there that much, you know. Nope, nope, not at all, not at all. And that is fine with me. But this cast is so incredible and talented and has such such depth of performance understanding and background and and our frankenfurter chris bartolomeo is one of the best i've ever seen 
Like, he makes like you want to do the time. He makes you want to do the time warp again. Yes, yes, yes. They do. <laughs> They're amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but but that so that and that's where. That is at the Cavanaugh Theater, which is uh, housed in Duval University, three twenty Porter Avenue. I don't have the phone number, but yeah. if you type Kavanoki Theater into Google, everything will pop up. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it comes up on the map. That's the other thing. Yeah. That's the other thing, too. We Our phones didn't have maps. We actually had to figure out how to get where we were going. That's the Back thing. The That's the thing. Now, now, it's just, oh, you just plug it into the phone, and you go. And it's, it's funny, because... I feel so I old, can, because I know I, where north, south, east, and west are. But I, that's the thing that we had to. We had to know where these things are because it was either figure it out, ask a friend, or get a AAA trip tick. Well, that or when we were growing up, it was, okay, I rode my bike and I'm lost. i got to figure out how to get back home. Right, right. Before you dinner. turn your phone on and say, here, find me because you were just Before lost. dinner, because I told them I was going to my friends and I lied. Uh -huh, you know, I rode my uh -huh. bike for five miles and now I'm lost. You know, now i got to get back. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Um, no, no, that's, that's, uh, so, so that, that's really where, you know, I just wanted to, you know, give you some time here on, on the podcast and, and, and tell people get out and see Hoarding Hope and, and support the work of independent playwrights. I think more than anything now, the, uh, the Writers Guild strike and the SAG after strike are trying to get it across to people. What playwrights do, what writers do is incredibly important. Exactly. And, exactly. And, and of course, I was born and raised in a union household. My first two jobs are union jobs. Right. You know, it, right. It, it's like, it, it, you know, get out there and support the work of, in, in this case, Hoarding Hope. You know, it's supporting Buffalo Theater. It's supporting an independent playwright. And more importantly, it's also supporting a story that needs to be told and a That's population right. that needs to be recognized. And then, you know, just hustle your ass right on over to the other theater and have a good time at the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So so I think that's really important. Now, now here's here's another piece to this, Carrie Kate. Yes. Because, of course, this is a two-hour show and you're in the first hour. And, <laughs> okay. and, 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 and so, of course, this first hour, I, I did a bunch of Broadway show tunes, you know, musical tunes that coming into mm -hmm. the interview and I'll do them coming out. And of mm -hmm. course we know my taste runs to, you know, rent and, and <laughs> Hamilton and, uh, you know, in my case, going back to West side story, you know, sure. but, and, and Hades town. Oh, I can tell you a whole story about Hades town right now. Nicole is just worked up over the new casting. She's too young. She's way too young. This now, week. wait a minute. Are you talking about Abel Melbozada's replacement? Except that they replaced her. Oh, oh, that I did not know. See, I, 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 I have not been catched. I have not been catching myself up to date on what's going on. Oh, you'll have in New to. York right now. They they, been... they recast it with with a pop singer who's much younger, and oh, that character has to be older and cynical. And you know what I'm talking about, yeah. Oh, are you talking about Persephone? Yes. Oh no 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 no! That actress has to be at least forty because you and this have one to know. Isn't, this one isn't. Oh, see now that that has always been a huge problem in theater, and I've certainly experienced it myself. So let's just say I am not forty, and I haven't seen my twenties in quite some time. 
But as a rule, the older you get, if you are female identifying in the theater community, the roles are less and less and less. Don't so even start me on are, ageism with oh, the conversation we had before we started talking here on air. Oh, my know, gosh. And, and my job search, yeah. And it, it affects everybody. It affects everybody. And mm-hmm. it just, it's its unnecessary. And, and also, frankly, I don't mean to sound crude, but it's stupid. Because why would you dismiss all of these people who have all of this experience, this life experience, this lived experience that can share and improve whatever's going around them? It's just senseless. I, I know, it is senseless. So, so anyhow... We know yes. what my tastes are, but but I always, with an interview subject, yes. tell you that coming coming out of the interview, you get to pick the first three tunes. Oh my goodness! Okay, let me think. Have you played Our Lady of the Underground yet? Not yet. Okay, so that would be my first one, and then my second song. Oh my goodness! Now, see, you caught me. I wasn't ready. <laughs> that's the whole idea. Yeah, that's the whole idea behind this is improv off um, the top of your head. Yeah. Anything from Miss Saigon. Okay. And the third one would have to be Forty Second Street. Absolutely. Absolutely, I think Forty Second Street's perfect. I, really I love it. it. I love it. Okay. All right. Well. I'm going to be at, at the at the theater either this weekend or next seeing the show. And, I'm, and I'm going to be sure to catch uh, I'm going to be sure to catch Carrie Kate in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's summer is over and, and and the heron is closed down so Kip can be found on the streets of Buffalo. Oh my god, first night you should I know you were out there so was I. Oh you, yes, cuz I just did a show. Yes. You should have seen Phil and uh, or Pat Dylan and Holly Sim. Because they were they were doing you know fi- firework, um, up at the end of Main Street there. Yes. And Phil, Pat, Holly were all there. I walked up and they died and went, "Are you everywhere all at once?" <laughs> I, I went, "Yeah." Yes, yes, I am. I'm kept, you know, I'm, I can show up anywhere, anytime. You know, that's marvelous because, of course, you because you always have been. That's how that, you are. I am. I am. It, it, I, I get people that get so mad at me, too. They're like, You weren't there, and then I turned around and you were there. I went, I've been that way my whole life. This is a, <laughs> this is a surprise. You know, it's like all of a sudden you turn around, and there's Kip. You know, perfect. Yeah. Yes, no, we'll do those three songs, and 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 we're going to end this interview with, with me saying, Hey, you know, thank you. And I'm going back to the same thing. Thank you for providing that voice. Thank you for providing that forum and that presentation and that production um, of voices that need to be heard and a story that needs to be told. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm honored. I'm honored. The actors that I have are, are top notch. And, and I really think mm-hmm. if even if you don't know anything about what happened in the 80s, and a lot of people don't. Right. Um, you will at least yeah. come out of there further educated with yeah. something to think about. Right. My generation is, you know, getting older and leaving, and, and we remember the 80s. Right. Very That's well. right. And That's was, right. Yeah. But, but no, I love you so much. You know, I love you, too. Thank you so much for including me. This is wonderful. Oh, yeah. Of course I was going to. It was like, and I got to get her on the show. 
We got to advertise this a little bit and, and, and get this out there. Okay. Yes. I love you and I will see you this weekend. And cut. Okay.
600 minutes 525,000 moments, oh dear 525,600 minutes How do you measure, measure a year? In daylights, in sunsets, in midnights, in of coffee in inches in miles in laughter and strife in 
first hour of the show. There you go with a, with a bunch of Broadway tunes. The interview with Carrie Kate and talking about Hoarding Hope. And now you know why I feel it's so important that the show be seen and, and that people, you know, go go support it and go support, you know, my friend, local playwrights here. And, and of course, like I say, in terms of music, we opened with Tonight from West Side Story. And then uh, you heard me and then it was one from a chorus line. And then The Roots and Common doing a, a remix of Who Tells Your Story from the Hamilton Tapes, What I Did for Love from a Chorus Line, and then two more from the Hamilton Mixtape. I mean, it, it, Questlove and The Roots did an incredible job working with, with uh, Lynn Miranda on, on this one. It, 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 he really, it, they really did, because that one, uh, just before the interview, you heard um, what you heard was Wrote My Way Out with uh, Nas helping him out on that one, along with Lynn manuel uh, and then John Legend with History Has Its Eyes on You. And then uh, jumped right in uh, after the interview with the three that, that Carrie Kate wanted, uh, Our Lady of the Underground from Hadestown, I Still Believe from Miss Saigon, and, and just the ultimate classic, 42nd Street. And then we closed with, with my two favorite Broadway tunes, uh, Seasons of Love from Rent and what's called Finale B, but... I always call it no day but today. Let's talk about the second half of the show. If you're new to listening to the podcast, Desolation Angel Radio, it's available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, um, every streaming service you can think of, Apple Podcasts, uh, for subscription for free. Okay, it, it comes out once a week, once every two weeks because it's when I can fit it in to do it in between all the other things in my life, but I try to get it out once a week at the latest, once every two weeks. And and we do things like uh, once a month, you'll hear me get together with friends I've known 50 years, plus we'll play music from over the last 50 years. Uh, music that I love today, and, and I veer off into, into different styles of music. Well, I've been kind of stuck for the last year playing, you know, just just the music that people assume I listen to, when, as a matter of fact, um, and, and by the way, it's all free. There's no commercial here. There's no sponsor because that way I can do exactly what the hell I want to do <laughs> in any given show. But anyhow, the Rolling Stones, for the first time in 18 years, put a new album out and it kind of blew everybody's mind. And it is superb. It's incredible. It really is. And, and, and we're going to open with a, a, a typical Stones rocker called Bite My Head Off. And since we're talking about collaboration, the base on this, especially with Charlie, Gra Charlie Gone and Wyman Gone, I mean, it's really down to Mick and Keith and, and, and Ronnie Wood, um, especially with people like Chuck Level Gone, you know, who've been their keyboard player for years, and, and, and Bobby Keys, their saxophone player, Wyman, Charlie Watts. But uh, the bass on Bite My Head Off, a tune you're about to hear, played by Paul McCartney. And I talked about the various kinds of music that I love and listen to. The blues grabbed me right from the beginning. So, of course, I'm, I'm going to have to go right after the Stones to John Lee Hooker and Muddy Waters. Um, I have to. And, and I love Keith's statement, man. Without Chuck Berry, I wouldn't have a job. Everything I do, I learn from him, you know, which is really, and he, and he really said that. And then another tune off the album called Tell Me Straight, which is where Keith takes over the microphone. And, and listen to the song, listen to the words, because he asks some really pertinent questions. He asks some things that are really, really, I think, important. And then, uh, you know, it, I've always loved jazz. 
a lot of times at night, you know, you'll you'll see me listening to Charlie Parker and Miles Davis and Bill Evans, uh, the Jazz Crusaders, Jaco Pastorius, Weather Report, Pat Matheny, you know, people I love from jazz all the time in New Orleans that I lived there and, and how much I love jazz. And then the other part of it is, is without, see, with, without gospel, without blues, there isn't any rock and roll. There isn't any jazz. There isn't any R&B. So with Jeff Beck, we got to pay a little tribute to him and tribute to gospel music and Rod Stewart. So people get ready, which is just an incredible song. We'll do that. And, and Nina Simone, the queen, got to do some Nina Simone singing some good jazz with feeling good. And the quintessential American rock and roll song, the weight especially with Robbie Robertson having passed away. I think, to me, The Weight is the transcendent American rock and roll song, and it's one of the theme songs of my life. And it's fitting that the version I use, uh, Mavis Staples takes the lead on this from one of her concerts. But Mavis Staples and Joan Osborne, Keb Moe, Buddy Miller, Patty Griffin, Emmylou Harris, Michael McDonald, if you remember that from, uh, from the Doobies, Glenn Hansard, Aaron Neville, Ryan Bingham, Widespread Panic, Grace Potter, Taj Mahal, Greg Allman when he was alive, Wynn Butler, Regine Chassain, Jeff Tweedy, Otis Clay, all helping on this version of The Way. It's like all of American music and all the styles compressed into one. And uh, we'll take another break because I'm going to play one more tune off the Stones album after that to close the show out. But like I say, I'm really glad you're along for the ride. And it's been overdue for me to play some different styles of music than you all have heard in this show that I listen to on a daily basis um, and, and that make up part of the soundtrack of my life that Spotify has such a hard time defining. Rebellious Circus, <laughs> you know, you, you got to love it. That is so Kip all the way. The Stones with their brand new one, Hackney Diamonds, and the tune, of course. The tuna course. Bite my head. It's Paul
you to stay out all night long. Where my mouth allow me just to stay out all night long. I didn't care just loud. I was booking a house. We're from the town, people. Walking down Hazel Street. I heard everybody talking about Henry Swank Club. I dropped into that night. When I got there, I said, Yeah, people, they were really having a ball. Yes, I know.
make love to you, woman. And five minutes time. Ain't that a man?
Stop me. 
sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me, yeah. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me. Side. Yeah. I feel it coming 
cry every time. Like I say to me, that's the that's the pinnacle. That's the transcendent American rock and roll song because it's got every flavor in it. Gospel and, and country and rock and, and all the things that make it up. And to me, the most incredible set of lyrics, you know, ever written. Uh, this tune I'm going to close out with from the Stones' new album, Hackney Diamonds. Sweet Sounds of Heaven is an amazing tune. It's, it's seven minutes long, and it, it's a typical Rolling Stones rock and roll gospel rave up. It really is. I mean, it, it really is stirring. And, and, and you're going to notice some things. And I'll tell you what, halfway through, it, it, they, Lady Gaga was in the studio, and the story is, is, is they were recording it, and she was just hanging out, and then finally said, okay, I'll do this song with you. you know. And 
about halfway through this song, it gets deathly quiet. You know, it goes quiet and, and you hear her laugh. And the Rhodes keyboard you hear fire up is Stevie Wonder. So it's the Stones and Stevie Wonder and, and, and Lady Gaga with this incredible Rolling Stones song. And that's the way to define it. It's a Rolling Stones song. It's just this rock and roll gospel rave up that is so stirring and so transcendent. It's amazing. Um, it's been fun doing this show this week. And, and my promise to you all as listeners is this, is, is that, like I say, I, you know, I listen to everything under the sun. So I promise to start mixing it up into a good New Orleans gumbo and start playing more blues and jazz and, and, you know, throw those in there and, and where I came from, cause there's some amazing music being made today. But when I look back over the years, like I say, without blues, without gospel, there's no jazz, there's no R&B, there's no rock. You know, there's the country originally came from bluegrass, you know. So, so I promise I'll start playing more of the music that I've accumulated and listened to and loved over the years and, and give everybody some insight into that. Uh, the next show will probably be another Comstock Breakfast Club coming up in the first week of January. There's a lot of things happening in my life right now, and, and I'm really grateful to all of you for sustaining me through it. Um, I have been distracted. I have been surrounded by death lately. I'm at that age where, where that's going to happen, and, and I'm going to be surrounded by death, um, the people around me, and, and you know, staring at your own mortality and, and wondering what contribution have I made to the world. And, and anyone who knows me knows that if you're my friend, I'm your 2 a.m. phone call. A lot of people have used me for that, that I will be there when it's an emergency. And I know that I'm not alone in being surrounded. It's, it's not a pretty world out there these days. And we also have, you know, we're, we're, my age group has, is at an age where our friends are starting to die. And, and we have to face that mortality ourselves. So my wish for you is this. My wish for you is that in the midst of all the noise and the grief and the sadness, that you find some peace and some happiness and some comfort. My name's Kip Williams. The Desolation Angel, and this is Desolation Angel Radio. And wherever you are, whoever you are, whatever you have going on, I got your back out there in the night. Guaranteed. Anyone who knows me knows that. Because I've been there for them, and I'll be there for you. And I'll be there for
Play me something sweet.